You're listening to The Watchers, a show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch television about New Jersey. I'm Jody, And I'm Andrea. And this season, we are talking about the Showtime series Yellow Jackets. Today, we're recapping season two, episode five, Two Truths and a Lie. Yes, we are. I have to say, I really enjoyed this one. It was like, not quite as silly as the last one and not quite as harrowing as some of the others. It was like an in-between. Yeah, yeah. It felt... um this felt like some of the complaints that people have had about the show in either direction, you know, um, it feels like this episode maybe is like a, um, I don't want to say return to form because I don't think either of us thought that it was out no. of form to begin with. But I Mm-mm. think this, my guess is this episode is the kind of episode people have been wanting um, to to see. Yeah, it moved the plot along. It it had some some like is it supernatural moments. I think that a lot of people feel like this is confirming the supernatural aspect of it. Um, I, would I disagree. Argue, I would argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> I also just I think at the end maybe we'll we'll do a little podcast shout out this morning just before we started recording. I finished listening to Melanie Linsky on Las Culturistas, um, and she was delightful. Um, and she did. She talked a bit about Yellow Jackets, but it was more of a general interview. But um, she's so great. She's so great. I love her very much. Should we uh, talk about the show? Yeah, I think we should probably talk about the show. We really kind of got to the edge of something this episode. Yeah. And then it just was like, see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Just straight lost behavior. The yeah. show, if they don't want to be compared to Lost, they need to not do toxic shit like this. I know. Because I'm struggling now. I know. So should we talk about what we're going to do instead now? Right at the top, just so people know? Yeah, let's do that. So next yeah, week. We're going to have a week off, obviously, from the show, and we'll all be... Uh, right. Scrambling for things to watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what Andrea and I are going to do is we because of where we are in the story, are going to watch Rosemary's Baby and talk about it and talk about any connections we see to the show and just sort of like, it's a classic of cinema, Mia Farrow, you know. So I think that that'll be a fun little way to pass the time. I've never seen Rosemary's Baby. And Neither have I. Either. Neither so have cool. I. It'll so it'll be something yeah. new for both of us. That's yeah. fine. Um, listeners, uh, you can stream it on Paramount Plus and Amazon Roku Prime. TV, Amazon Prime. It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think it's very much a horror horror movie so if you're somebody like me i think i was gonna say like you or like last week's guest um josh gondelman who aren't crazy about horror maybe it's one you watch in the daytime with the lights on yeah uh but see i so i am okay with tension mm-hmm. and horror in that kind of realm it's the gore that i have a big i was gonna say with. i don't think i don't think it does it's not movie. like the exorcist or something yeah, yeah so i think i'll be okay i will watch it during the daytime there you go. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that the one of the first things we saw of Van's shop was when Ty walks in and the Rosemary's Baby poster is right mm-hmm. over her shoulder next to the door. And yeah. I, I clocked that right away. And so I think that that would be a good a good thing to tide us over. Yeah. Especially leading into what I'm assuming in two weeks is going to be the birth. Yeah. Whatever that, you know, whatever that ends up being. Yeah. I think we should maybe at the end kind of throw out some some theories as to what's about to happen, because I think that there's some interesting uh, possibilities in there. Yeah, I think um, you have one in particular that I'm excited to you, you have a I don't say I wouldn't say it's a theory. Yeah, I was going to say a connection. Yeah, that I'm really us. excited to talk about. Yes, exactly. So, so let's talk about the show okay. so that we can get uh, 
<laughs> Is it talking about New Jersey? <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So again, we're going to start in 96. Um, and we're going to take 96 kind of as it happened. And then in 2021, we'll do the thing where we kind of split off into each little cluster mm-hmm. of people, um, just because that's kind of how the show is currently structured. So I guess I'll kick it off. So we open on the cabin and the mountains. Um, and it seems like it's a little bit of time has passed, right? Yeah. It looks like it's getting a little warmer. Shauna warmer. looks more pregnant, right? It's also, it's a beautiful opening. It's yeah. like, you don't hear a rooster crow, obviously, but you could, you know, yeah. it's like. The sun is streaming in through the windows. Mm-hmm. The icicles are dripping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we see Ty wake up. Van's not there. She goes downstairs um, to Shauna and Akila. Seems like everybody else is outside. And then Van comes in and says they're about to start. And uh, everybody looks at Ty like, wait, what are you going? Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently what's happening is that Lottie is doing her morning prayer circle. And Ty has started going because, A, it seems to have stopped her sleepwalking, but also because happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And she doesn't. Ty is not um, uh, offering up the fact that she thinks it's it's helped with her sleepwalking. Not um, yet. Yeah. At this point. But Shauna does not look happy about it at no. all. And we'll see this kind of come back later. Yeah. And Akila's in an interesting spot here. I, I think they're finally like positioning Akila a little bit as to mm-hmm. where she fits in this spectrum mm-hmm. of people and their belief systems. She's clearly going along with it. And we'll see them talk a little bit later about the like pregame ritual of it all and seeing it through that lens was kind I of interesting. It, I, I'm more and more like we we said early on before we really knew um Mari, I think she was the one you threw out as maybe my star sign. Um, on I was said on the island. I would like to take that back now. I I I don't know. I kind of <laughs> you're leaning in. <laughs> I think I think I might be more like a uh, Mari Moon. Well, I think maybe a Misty Moon. I don't know. Either way, I know it's bad news. But uh, but the more we learn about Akila, the more I feel aligned with her. Um, yeah, because she's leaning into the the ritual of it but she's also still thinking about going home and she's keeping her pet mouse friend like she's got one foot in both in like both sides and i kind of think that's where i would probably be as well i could see that she's clearly a little um skeptical of the whole thing but also like well if it helps it helps exactly um i also think you know, we'll talk about this R.A.P. Crystal or Kristen. <laughs> Kristen um, the Piston. <laughs> but I I do see a little bit of Crystal, possibly, in your chart. It, oh, oh, yeah, probably. Especially, it, like you said, we'll talk about it later. But because up until this episode, she's kind of, she feels a little bit like a misty carbon copy. Mm-hmm. And I know we, we learn a little too late that that's not totally true. Yeah. Misty learns a little too late that that's not true. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, at this moment, we're, they're all sitting outside doing this morning prayer circle. And it's everybody, basically, except for Shauna and Akila. Um, and then Akila actually comes out. Um, but it seems it's interesting because, like, up until the very end, it actually is just a meditation. It's yeah. just... It's, it's literally truly a, like five things you can see, four things yeah. you can It's one of those. Yeah. Like, our, our therapy buddies out there, we're, <laughs> exactly. we're familiar with what's happening here. You're grounding yourself in the, yeah. in the, in all of your senses. Like Which it's is, actually a good thing to do regardless. It's great and it's healthy and it's, 
this scene, though, feels so... It's teenage girls playing at something else. It reminds me of, like, when you would have a sleepover and play, like, Light as a... F- oh, that's oh, actually... Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. I actually want to save that because that's actually more for later. Okay. When, when they put it into action. They're just, you know, they're, like, playing at this thing. Because it's, like, probably Lottie did learn a version of this... In therapy. From, in, in therapy, yeah. yeah and she's, she's bringing medicated. it... Exactly. And she's bringing it to the girls who are really a lot of them like even when they you can tell they feel self-conscious about it but they're they're trying to to get into it with her and honestly like as someone who has used those techniques Mm -hmm. in like stressful situations they work yeah like they calm you down they like bring down your blood pressure like it's actually not a bad thing at the end though Mm -hmm. it gets a little creepy right right exactly because lottie says like, oh, good, you're tuning, tuning into nature and each other and says that the connection is what's going to protect them um, and they need to nurture it, especially now that a new life is coming. And she says, and we can't wait to meet him. And they all repeat it in a creepy cult way. Yeah. 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 That was... Lottie's fixation on the baby is uh, a little... It's going to get worse, but uns- it's already yeah. a little disturbing. It's unsettling for sure. Yeah. And we see one more shot also of, like, the dripping icicles. Mm-hmm. And Shauna's there watching from far away and looking, mm-hmm. I think, rightly horrified at their focus on her yeah. unborn child. Absolutely. Poor Shauna, man. To be so singled out in this. Oh, is, my God. It's got to be so hard. And to be, like, separate from the group, but also being, like, weirdly held on a pedestal by the group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, not seen as a human, which is what right. she talks about with Ty later. Like, mm-hmm. She's just a 17-year-old scared pregnant kid in the woods. Right. Yeah. So. But and then but to try to be I don't want to side with the I don't want to call them a cult yet. But but it is like I also understand that they're just looking for anything to kind of get them through this. And it's terrible that it's poor Shauna and her um, unborn baby that they're kind of clinging to. But I, I. you know. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you, we saw last, um, was it last time or the week before when they did the baby shower, like how much it kind of rose their spirits, mm-hmm. raised their spirits to to have that to plan for. Exactly. And we see a little bit of a Javi interrogation, mm-hmm. wondering where he's been and he's not talking. Um, I love that one of the, I'm called the red shirts as we yeah. called them. Um she doesn't have a name yet, right? The Laura Lee looking one? She does, but they haven't said uh, it. Okay. It's like Melissa or Michelle or something. She's like, she's, they haven't used her name yet, though. But in okay. the credits, I think she has one. Gotcha. Um, but she's sort of playing the the part of the, the crazy Reddit theorist. It's so funny that the show is the, like, the writers of this show are kind of anticipating our theories They're because so this was, yeah. Yeah. This maybe absolutely... did die in Nazis clothes. <laughs> like we like... talked about that with Josh last week. Yeah. Like... Yeah. No, they're, they're not, they know where we're going with our mm-hmm. little crazy brains. Exactly. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, but he's not talking. Nope. Um, they asked Travis for help and he's like, he'll talk when he's ready. But we see the tension now between him and Nat, which we expected. Mm-hmm. She asks if he wants to go check the gillnet in the stream. He and says, she, I'm good. She said, asks that. Sorry. She yeah. asks if he wants to go check the gillnet in the stream. And he kind of is like, no, I'm good. And like gets mm-hmm. up and walks away. And that's how we're like, oh, yeah, he's thinking about pants. So we talked about a couple of episodes ago. This is, again, communication lessons um, that when he 
asked Nat if she wanted him to go with her to the plane. Right. She says, I'm fine on my own or something like that. Uh, not a yes or no answer. Travis is telling her now, leave me alone. <laughs> like he totally. says, I'm good. Uh, no. Yeah. And he means it. This yeah. is not him like trying to convince Nat that she needs to reach out more. No, no, no. He's pissed. He's pissed. And, like, I mean, I'm, he's I, I get what what she was thinking at the time, but he is so correct to be so bad (laughs) yeah i mean they even say it in the show though it's like nat says that i think she's like well Mm -hmm. but i thought he was dead he should be dead right yeah there's he this is not normal that he's alive after all this time right you know um and then we see a little a little um a little aquila moment with the mouse who she's named nugget nugget oh god i I know it's the size of a nugget I'm so worried for her and her little mouse. I know. Um, But then we see Mary come up, Mari, come up with the cards and offer her a card. And this is where I was like, she's rigging this because of the way that she's holding the cards. She's sort of like deciding who's going to get what card while she's doing this. so funny. I didn't think about that. I just. You can see it more with Misty and Crystal. But here even I was like, Akila looks worried and it looks like. Mari's like being very careful as how she's holding the cards and where she's placing things. Huh. Interesting. Mari's manipulating the whole card game thing. Fucking Mari. Okay, that's not me. I am uh This is why I said I'm taking it back. <laughs> she's she's I... being very manipulative and and uh mean about this whole I, process. I wouldn't want to carry the shit bucket, but I'm not a cheater. I'm I'm very rules oriented when it yeah. comes to games. Uh and this is a kind of game. Yeah. It, everybody is so afraid when they're pulling those cards, and I know that the cards haven't become what we think they're going to be yet. Right. And I think everybody's worried about having to carry the ship bucket, but they are, they seem so afraid. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the show is doing a good job of um, this evolution of like how we're going to get where we're headed mm-hmm. um, and kind of seeding that through things like this without being too, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know what, without being too something. Um, but this scene in particular was very much like, pay attention. <laughs> yeah. These are the cards. <laughs> I also think that because of sort of like, we're watching Mari's evolution from being like an annoying side character to she's got, she's got a little bit of power because of Lottie. Right. And it's going to her head. Yeah. You can dangerous. tell because I think she's the first one who speaks in the circle after Lottie, right? Yes. When they're outside. Yes. Um, and she seems really pleased with herself then too. Yep. Yeah, she's attached herself to the quote-unquote leader now, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that she is feeling a little more invulnerable to the rest yeah. of the group. But I think you're right. And I think that that's something that, like, Akila is picking up on in that moment of, like, mm-hmm. all right, I don't want to piss this person off because this hierarchy, as we've talked about, is kind of starting to set up with, like, Lottie at the top, and then Mari's like, well, I'm next then. Right, like, right. You know. I think you're absolutely right. Her poor, her poor mouse is not going to be around forever. Um, but then <laughs> this is where your Eric Neese note came in. That's it. Misty and Crystal talking about their uh, ideal slumber party. <laughs> These little miss weirdos. Crystal. I know. I know. I just love what weirdos these two are. I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't quite weird enough to be them. I think they would have been the girls in school where I would have been like, oh, thank God I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause I wasn't like, I'm 
it doesn't i don't know why suddenly we're getting into andrea's high school but i wasn't like bullied or anything i was just really weird but i think that there were these kids (laughs) thank god for them that kind of kept me protected do you know what i mean um but when they're they're obviously off and weird there's like they haven't learned how to blend and they (laughs) that's exactly it again these i was gonna say a skill that i think we've not on this show but on other shows and stuff we've talked about being a very jersey skill of just being able to like find yourself in a place and and kind of like clock everybody and figure out who's who's who and who you need to kind of be wary of and all of that it's the always uh or never sit with your back to the door yeah exactly and for some reason misty and crystal just have not developed this skill and we see what what happens because of it especially crystal especially crystal the the woods version is like don't stand near the edge of a cliff (laughs) yeah seriously but misty's three are plato eric niece so he could teach her how to dance he's the host of mtv's he's one of the hosts of mtv's the grind incredible 90s uh nod there uh-huh the cult of mtv at the time yeah. was like inescapable mm-hmm. and then she pinky swears with crystal for her not to like judge her or whatever um and says jack kevorkian so brave she's a little on the nose she's fully the good nurse <laughs> she's putting people down she, we're going to find i mean like i thought well, when we did the mrs d giovanni that, that's what that i was conveniently died say when they needed like, a body to burn we kind of haven't talked about that very much and the show hasn't made much of it and we did talk last week a little bit about um like i even said i don't think misty i don't think jessica roberts died because we don't think of misty as a killer in the same way we think of shauna as a killer but i think we should well and i think that we did in season one i thought it was just kind of like as i was watching and it just kind of left me i was like oh something we know about misty is that she has killed her patients and maybe that was me a little overreaching at the time and then i somehow let that like, I don't think that came up on the podcast because we didn't talk about every single episode, obviously. Right. Um, but I think that's something. Well, and so far, like, Jessica Roberts is the only person that we saw Misty try to kill intentionally. Like, Crystal Falls, you know. Um, and, you know, Misty has threatened to kill her. But I did see an interview with uh, Sammy Hanratty where she said that in her mind... She probably wouldn't have actually killed Crystal. She wanted to be really threatening, but she would have done some really shady shit and maybe like left her tied up in the woods, which would essentially have killed her. But, you know, (laughs) with Jessica Roberts, I feel like that is, to me, that is the thing that tells me that she is the good nurse. Like she's, Mm -hmm. she is a perfectly, is perfectly willing to like put people down if she thinks yeah. that do we it's... think that's the first time it's probably the first time she's done that with somebody so like able bodied mm. um but i imagine that that's I mean, something she's got that weird dungeon in her basement yeah though i could see her having that set up just in case i could see misty living a life where she's like if ever i and then finally right. she's like oh amazing i'm yeah. all set um but i would bet more than one of her patients have met an earlier yes um that god intended (laughs) and and just to refresh people if they didn't hear that episode or that conversation we had the good nurse is a um 
film that is on either Netflix or Hulu that is a retelling of a true story using Eddie Redmayne as the main character. But it's about a nurse in New Jersey who killed hundreds of patients. It's so many people. I'm looking it It up because it's like, um, okay, Charles Cullen confessed to killing as many as 40 people, despite only 29 being confirmed. However, the real number has been estimated to be closer to 400 people. Yeah, there you go. That is so many deaths. Yeah. Yeah. And because that's a Jersey story, I do kind of wonder, you know, our creators are also from Jersey. mm -hmm. And, you know, yes, I am focused on Jersey more than maybe most viewers of the show would be, but... That's but the one of the things that there's a connection there and it's yeah. also like, you know, we're drawing every Jersey connection we can, but the show explicitly has been interested in Jer- there's the Gibbsboro ghoul. Right. Um, and the Persephone Poisoner. The pers- right. The Persephone Poisoner. That's not one we made up, right? That's actually, no, that's from actually the show. The, it's on the, um, the, the citizen detective board. That's right. That's right. What are we missing? Um, so I think if, if any of the connections that we're making have basis in, or the show is also making i think that's one of them that isn't a huge stretch totally absolutely especially um, because they they sort of reference it that's how this came up in the first place when walter shows up that he's talking about somebody like the good nurse anyway yeah 400 people in 16 years seriously jesus Anyway, back man, this is a. I think we tried really hard to stay on track we last did, week because we had Josh here, and so this week's gonna go. be. Um, so Ty and Akila are washing clothes together, um, and they just have this little conversation about the pregame ritual, which I just think is sort of like. It was, so we've got like the team supernatural or whatever if you want to call it, and team rational, and I know that that's an oversimplification and whatever, but. This is sort of showing that there's a middle ground, that there's people Mm -hmm. that are, like, participating in some of the ritual stuff just because, like I've said before, I am not a person who necessarily believes in supernatural things. But if I was trapped in the wilderness and didn't know when I was going to get out, if ever, yeah, I'd be doing whatever I could to, like, you know, give myself some sense of reason or, you know, comfort. Absolutely. It's also – it makes – some of the things that are happening with these girls make so much more sense when you remember that they're a, that they teenagers. have operated as a well a teenagers, but also operated as a team. Oh like, yeah, sp- like a sports team in particular, totally. a soccer team. Because the ritual stuff is like that stuff happens all the time. Like how like we all the time about players who like won't change their underwear yeah. or like when teams like hockey teams don't shave their beards. Yeah, playoff like, beards. Totally. That, like that stuff. It's so typical and so yeah. People who aren't like wooey at all take yeah. that kind of thing very like can take that kind of stuff very like seriously but are very committed to it so it's not it's just totally. not surprising no i mean i used to be a huge baseball fan and the sort of all of the little like ticks and rituals and like you know things that players do before either going up to bat or you know it's mm-hmm. it's totally normal in that context to me and then travis is just Goes to talk to Javi, brings him something to some broth of some kind. Good vitamin C. Yeah, what was that? I was trying to think like what could be what. Where are they getting vitamin C from? Are they drinking like pine needle broth or something? <laughs> like, like is I that have a no thing? idea. I got to go back and watch more episodes of Alone. <laughs> um, but he's not talking still. Mm-mm. Not even to Travis. Um, 
But this is where we get the confrontation you were talking about with Nat right. and Travis, where he says that, like, you're the reason we stopped looking. Mm-hmm. And maybe he would have been back sooner if you hadn't f- told me he was dead. Kevin, who plays Travis on the show, he's great in this scene. Mm-hmm. I, he's always, I mean, all these actors are great, but he's, he does, I don't know. It's, Nat is also great in this scene. Everybody's great. But there's, he just feels very natural here. I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's how you'd. That's how you'd say that in real life. I'm like a really, I'm like a film critic. So yeah. like I really pay attention to like performance and stuff. And what I would say about his performance is that's how you would it's say good. that in real yeah. life. And it's good. Yeah. No, I like him in this. I, I think that Travis is sort of developing as a character, a little bit more subtlety about yes, him. Yes, yes, yeah. Like in the first season, it was all about like him being this sort of angry teenage boy who's lost mm-hmm. his dad and was like, worried about like his manhood and his relationships and Mm -hmm. stuff and now he's gone through this terrible like trauma with Javi being gone and I think that he's focused maybe on larger things than he was last Mm -hmm. last season that makes sense yeah um but then we get to a big moment yeah Crystal and Misty Having, like, rapid-fire secret sharing in the woods, mm-hmm. never a good idea with no. Misty. No. Um, and it starts light. You know, Crystal says she her one of her secrets is she doesn't take the poop all the way to the cliff every time. <laughs> Sometimes she just dumps it in the woods. But they're having, like, this lovely bonding moment, and Crystal's saying, like, oh, what a gift we've been given to find somebody you can tell your secrets to. Mm-hmm. And, of it's course, Misty takes that just a little bit too far. Um and tells her about the flight reporter. I know that Misty, what Misty did is unforgivable and Crystal's reaction is correct. Yeah. And, but my heart breaks for Misty a little bit in that moment that she like has this big secret. And if we forget what the content of that secret is, but it's this thing that she never thought she'd be able to share with anybody. And the second she does, especially someone who has felt so ostracized and she even talks about it in this moment, like why she felt why she did this. Yeah. Um, And, and immediately (laughs) Crystal's face just drops. I think you just, Oh God. You know? And it's like, you see, Suddenly, we've had these two characters that feel, like, so, so similar. Mm -hmm. And then we see the break. We see that, like, they have a lot of these, like, surface level, um, and not even surface level, but, like, being the ostracized ones and being the weirdos and all of that. They have that in common. But Misty's a psycho. Yeah. (laughs) Misty's not just a little weirdo who's been bullied a little too much. Like, Misty's got deep, deep issues like, yeah and so we see crystal's face drop and then misty tries to play it off like oh no i was kidding like oh i got you for and- a second i knew that we've kind of known that crystal's not long for this show I know. but i thought maybe i was like a little relieved in this moment because when when uh misty tries to play it off i was like i wonder if crystal's going to pretend to believe her yeah. and now the tension is is Crystal going to tell everybody? Is Misty going to decide she needs to do something about it right. before she gets a chance later? Um, for for about three seconds, I thought maybe that was going to happen. And I felt so relieved for Crystal. But no, it's no. exactly what and we I, all thought was going to happen. Yeah. Happens. I will say, I think this is one of the things I actually like about this show is they don't necessarily for- forestall events just yes. to build tension. They like, Absolutely. just pay them off, you mm-hmm. know? Like, they could have dragged this, this like, plot line out for a while, 
but I don't think that it's, it's just the thinking of the same thing too. Like it's a step to something else, you know, it's like mm -hmm. crystal was crystal had a purpose to show us this side of Misty and then also to show what is going to happen after she does this, loses her friend. And cause you know, she's not anyway, let's get to the point where she actually loses her friend and then talk <laughs> yes. about the reaction to it. Um, but yeah, so she tells her about the flight recorder. Crystal doesn't take it well. Um, and then she starts begging Crystal not to tell anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and Crystal's like, what are you going to do? Poison me? Because of the... Which I would like to remind everybody, Mari put the mushrooms in the soup. Yes. Yes. That's true. But Misty poisoned Ben. Which, that's also true. So she 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 does like to poison. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of her whole thing. Yeah, she's kind of into it. But um, but then Misty gets real serious and is like, I'll mm -hmm. fucking kill you. And um, Crystal falls off the cliff. Yeah, she... You know, it's important for the show. Misty doesn't push her, obviously. You all watch, so you know that. Um, but Crystal takes a, just barely a step back. They were yeah. on the edge as it, you know, to begin with. It didn't take much. Poor Crystal. Kristen. Kristen. Thanks for the entertainment while we while we had you. <laughs> I She really did grow on me. At first, I was like, this is a super, like, annoying character, but... She was really fun in the end. Yeah, I, I I liked her, but well, you know. Yep, she's gone. She's gone. She's about to be dinner. I'm sure. Should I save that? Is that theory talk, or is that just so obvious at this point? We know. So, but here's the thing. Okay, we can talk about it now because we are on the Crystal Misty thing. But I think I, that was my first instinct too. But she's going to get buried by snow so fast in that storm. Yeah, but they do know exactly where... They do know where she is. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's not true. like... That's that's an area of the woods that they frequent. Yeah, It's one where it's like she was right at the edge where Misty had to climb down to get her. Yeah. I think... And I think we... we there's been that scene in, in the previews of all of them carrying a body. I know. But so there has been some sleuthing about that. And it's it, going to be the fucking Converse sneakers yes, again. Yes, it is. I can't talk about the shoes anymore, Jody. I can't talk it about is. the shoes. Um, so Crystal was not wearing sneakers. Or if she was, they were not Converse. She was wearing something else. Here's something, though. This show is not super concerned with continuity. Because, as we'll talk about as soon as we move into 2021, Ty and Van's meeting in this episode, the events play out very differently than they do last week. Meaning? Um, there is a different customer in the store. The conversation that Van is having with that customer. It's two people. Um last week and they because she said something like i forget exactly but she's like yeah you'll have to tell me how you like it if you can even get that machine working is what she says last week i didn't week. even notice that yeah this week she just says like ah, tell me how you like it and it's it's that one customer who has just returned party girl so and i don't think we're supposed to assume those scenes are different because there are like alternate timelines happening no, or no, anything no, no. like that i think it's just like and they weren't even across seasons like that's, it's not like that was season I one i did not and, even notice that um so it's it's possible so, i mean it's definitely possible that they're not going to give a shit about the the shoe choice about the shoes like i don't know but it seems like because there's been such a focus on those sneakers that they would probably pay attention to what shoes crystal was going to be wearing um Maybe we should just finish up the Misty Crystal here, even though the last bit of it happens a little bit later, because yeah, it's such a quick scene. Yeah. But it's where <laughs> Misty crawls down the cliff, which I, that, mm, 
that's a far way to crawl down that cliff that's a very tall precipice that they were standing on but anyway she climbs down and tries to do cpr to staying alive so funny because obviously she learned that from that's how they taught her in the red claw Red Cross Red babysitter. Cross babysitting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the staying alive thing. It's also everybody knows that scene from the office. Um that's that's the song you're supposed to sing to make sure you're getting the uh the timing right on the compression. Exactly. Yeah, but then it's funny that like well, we'll get to it in twenty twenty one, but that song is odd in the car with mm-hmm. Misty and Walter and she turns it off. Um but she um. tries. And then blood just kind of leaks out of oh. Crystal's mouth. Ugh. Yeah, she's yeah. A, she's a little beyond CPR. But you know, we do see here that like she is sorry. Yeah, she's sad. She 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 did like lose her friend. I mean, she switches pretty quickly to figuring out how to best position herself. Yeah, but but in the moment, she does say, "I'm sorry," and sort of like you know, looks at least looks upset. And then is that it for for them? Then we go back to the yeah yeah the next yeah. thing the next thing we see of Misty is when she comes back to the cabin, but before that we see freaking Lottie like talking to Shauna's belly yeah while Shauna's sleeping. This was disturbing. Well, and she says you're going to change everything. Why? Why does we're watching? It's hard because we see Lottie today. We know where she ends up. Mm-hmm. We see where Lottie started. Mm-hmm. So thinking in that in that way, her saying you're going to change everything sort of makes sense because we know Lottie goes down a, a real like kind of rabbit hole yeah. of, of starting to believe this stuff. What at the time is it just that like ha- the most obvious or whatever is that like having a new life there for them to take care of will change like it just will. That's going to change everything. Yeah, I think but she Lottie- thinks it's going to give them hope and like something to care for i don't know there also could just be that she has this weird sick belief that like there's some spirit in the child i i i think we're gonna find out pretty soon what she thinks is going on in there but this is where we see shauna sort of again kind of being like hey ty what the fuck because ty is like oh she didn't mean any harm and shauna's like what the hell everybody's so even the people who aren't totally bought into the woo are weirdly protective of lottie i think yeah and sort of deferent to her mm-hmm. you know or show her deference i don't think that deference is a word but whatever um yeah they're sort of like let's not upset lottie you mm-hmm. know uh one thing i want to uh, make note of that we didn't is that when um travis and nat fight Oh. And Travis storms out. Lottie immediately follows yep. after him. Yep. I just I noticed that to, too. Yeah. We need to, yes, we're paying attention to how the three of them, their little, <laughs> I don't know if a love triangle is exactly the right, with their little triangle. Yeah. Um, uh, I, that was significant. Anyway, yeah, for back, sure. to, back to where we. Okay. So Shauna storms out and then Ty follows her. And Ty's kind of defending herself and being like, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, everybody's just trying to support you. And Shauna's like, this is not the support that I want. Yeah. Like, this is creepy. I'm scared. I and really... she's right. They're not trying to support her. No. Nobody has, like, nobody's really paying attention to Shauna in this. Nope. It's all about the baby. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And then Ty explains here that, you know, since doing these sort of morning prayer things with Lottie, her sleepwalking has stopped. 
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of important to her. Which is, I, I'm, yeah, I, I get, I get that. But she does say, she says it's, again, she's only in the prayer cl- club because of Van is the first thing she says there again. And then she says, yeah. and it's like, like, so much of this show is about these women hiding from their own truths. And mm-hmm. Ty is doing it here um, big time by pretending like that's the only reason. And it's not until... Shauna kind of pushes back that Ty says for the first time, I'm not sleepwalking and I'm not going to apologize for that. Right. And then we get sort of this, we've gotten at some point this shot. I'm trying to remember where that was. Hang on. I might've skipped it. There's a shot in the woods when people are talking. Oh, it's when they're, it's way back when they're doing the prayer circle where, no, where you start to see um, like a point of view of the camera is like through the trees, like they're being watched. And that's actually, it happens a couple of times, but it happened in the beginning when they were doing the prayer circle. Yeah. I noted that too. And I, I, especially because I thought what they were starting to show, uh, as we said, 96 opens and there's like sun and and the snow is starting to melt and it seems like we're turning a bit of a corner and things are starting to whatever and i thought we were going to just see more dripping Mm -hmm. um but that's that's not what happens there it's i don't know that i think they're not (laughs) i don't i don't think they're not you can do it i think they're probably alone out there i would be very surprised man i keep going back and forth this show's so good i don't know that those scenes are necessarily supposed to indicate that we think there is an actual force or something watching them but when they show these scenes i absolutely understand the contingent of fans watching who are certain that there are other either people or entities or whatever out in the woods these scenes are so like they might as well have the like binocular um like the overlay of the shape of the binoculars yeah yeah, exactly yeah and so here we see again the supernatural force or weather one of those two (laughs) things start to happen um it immediately gets very cold the wind picks up it starts snowing really heavily we're led to believe this is the exact same time that it's happening to misty when she's Mm -hmm. standing over crystal at the same time shauna has a contraction right for the first time Mm -hmm. um and they realize they've got to get the fuck back to the cabin like immediately but so we only have two little more two more little moments here one is with um, Ben and Javi. Mm-hmm. This is we- Javi speaks. Yeah, he's just choosing not to. Same person. The only person who didn't eat Jackie. Yeah, which I think is significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure now that Javi saw that happen. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but so and Javi has been drawing mm-hmm. little uh, Sammy. Yeah, just like Sammy, mm-hmm. he's been drawing things that he saw out there. It seems. And I didn't notice this when I watched the show, but the sleuths of Reddit, the citizen detectives have noticed that that drawing that Javi did of the tree roots, mm-hmm. there's a lady in there. What? Yep. Here, wait, let me show that to you. If you look real close in the middle. The, oh my God. I missed her too. There's a lady in the tree. Yeah. She's absolutely kind of like turned to the side. Yep. Long. It's not Ty. No. That woman has long hair. Mm-hmm. What the? Because I just my thought was we're supposed to think again especially with the drawings that it's like when sammy talks about um i forget what he calls her because she is not his friend but the woman who's watching him in the tray that we think is ty Mm -hmm. um the the bad woman or something yeah well and we also know that ty's been sneaking out at night so we assume that it's ty but um at the very least it seems it's not only ty yeah (laughs) 
well and not to do too much uh like reddit deep diving but <laughs> somebody named nixie dust which i think is a cute name on reddit posted yeah. oh. about dryads which are greek tree-bound demigoddesses yeah. associated oh, with artemis cool. so that's interesting and we definitely have plenty of both subtle and really overt Greek, um, like allusions to Greek mythology. Exactly. They have when they have the feast and all. So that's not that's not a reach. I don't I don't know that. I think there's good. We're going to find out that the woods are full of dryads. But I do think that that symbolism is yeah. Yeah, there's uh, also another, <laughs> like that's I said, really cool. not to do a Reddit deep dive, but there were some good kind of connections made with this tree and the lady in the tree. Someone named uh, underscore A dash Q. <laughs> Whoa, that's me. I know. It's not, it's not, just not po- my handle. Posted, this reminds me of that movie called The Guardian. There's a scene where the main witch or whatever is doing some kind of ceremony by a large branchy tree. And then the next person underneath that, Kim Smoltz, said, looked up the movie and hot damn, this is getting interesting. A young couple with a newborn baby don't realize that the nanny they hired is a magical nymph who sacrifices infants to an evil tree. <laughs> so all, all or none of this could have to do with what we're seeing, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, but fun. This yes, show's fun. Definitely fun. So finally... We see Ty and Shauna trying to get back to the cabin and Misty comes back to the cabin from um, the woods also in the middle of the storm Mm -hmm. and says, I lost Crystal in the snow. We got split up, which I, you know, you could say, oh, that's going to come back to haunt her, but probably not. I mean, you could fall off that cliff. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But this is when the rest of them realize how bad it's gotten outside and that Shauna and Ty are still out there. Mm-hmm. And so they run out to the porch and start screaming for them. About the same time, Lottie and Van start doing this, like... They, they engage their group superpowers. Yes. The meditation, the I hear the wind, I hear my breath, I feel my friends trying to find me or whatever. And Ty's doing the same thing in the woods. And we're led to believe that maybe that's why they make it back home. Um, and... Again, it's uh, sure it's possible that they've opened up some psychic link and Ty is feeling that energy and Mm -hmm. following it. It's also possible that when you are panicked in the snow, that's helpful. A good good thing to do would be to practice your grounding techniques that you've been practicing every morning for who knows how long now. Exactly. That's just it's going to help. Also, like vibes are real. Yeah. Also, vibes are real. Vibes are real. I think that there just could be like a vibe. Energy the is right just direction. vibration, you know? Yeah, man. So, like... It's the age of Aquarius, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Whatever whatever leads Ty and Shauna back, they do make it back. And they come inside, and our very last scene, and this was the where I cackled. <laughs> um, Akila asks if Shauna's in labor, and as she's asking, Mother by Dancing comes Dance. on. <laughs> This might Fucking... be my favorite needle drop. Oh, it was, it's up there. It's one of, of the top three entire... for me. Well, and we've been talking about the, like, what genres we've been yeah. uh, provided in this show. And this is not, we have not gotten much, like, or any really, like, heavy metal or punk or anything like that. And so they really dropped, they, they dropped a big one on us with Danzig. Yeah. A, a Jersey artist. Really important that we. uh A hundred percent. 
And I think I said this to you already. I think this might be the first Jersey artist we've seen featured on the show, by the way. I I feel like I want to go back and check and see if that's true, but it's the first one I recognized immediately as a Jersey artist. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about Danzig before. Yeah, and the lyrics of that song, if you're not a a Jersey yeah. person or a Danzig person, the it says um so the lyrics are Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Um, can you keep them in the dark for life? Can you hide them from the waiting world? And then it gets real creepy. Uh, father, going to take your daughter out tonight, going to show her my world. Um, it's really, it's a very dark song. Yeah. There's another if you part... want to find hell with me, I can show you what it's like. Yeah. Tell your children not to hold my hand. Tell your children not to understand it. Yeah. It's a very dark song. And it was so perfect in that moment. So Because anyone that knows that song knows those first few guitar chords. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Here it is. <laughs> Here we go. So, <laughs> so perfect. Freaking I funny. I loved it. it yeah. A true. Uh, we were talking off mic. Well, we were on mic, but we were talking off off the record, <laughs> I guess. Um, if you think the tone of the show is uneven. Hmm. I want to use I statements. <laughs> no, but is if you think the show is sometimes too silly, I think maybe you're feeling like this show is a different show than it is. Does that mm. make sense? Like, this is just a... I think the show is sillier overall than we often treat it as. And I know that's saying a lot coming from somebody who talks about it on mic for hours every week. Yeah. But it's supposed to be fun. It's fun. This is fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's about trauma, th- but it's also fun. Yeah. But yeah. No, I think that those moments for me are what makes it when I'm like, oh, they could not have picked a better song for this moment. Yeah. They just couldn't Absolutely. Have. Um, so should we move to 2021? I know that we want to talk about the baby possibilities, but I think maybe we save that for the end. Yes. Okay. So 2021, we're going to do by little clusters of people. Because that's how it's been shown to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and should we start with Van and Ty? That's kind yeah, of where I the th- show starts. So yeah, I and we, think we should. I think, and we saved them for last last week. So let's let's kick it off with them. All right. So we open up on Van's house. She apparently lives above the video store. That is the dream life. I Van know. has and Ty's coming in to fuck it all up. But Van has really made a. I was going to say great little life for herself, but we know she's because we know she's struggling with. Yeah. One of the first things we see are all these past due bills. Right. Yeah. I hope we get an Empire Records-esque moment where all of the girls come to while you were streaming to to get a lot of attention on the place. Yeah. Damn the man save while you were streaming. Yeah. Um, We find out. I think we found out last week, but we didn't note that it was actually like in Oberlin, Mm -hmm. Ohio, which is where Oberlin the school is <laughs> right exactly. so she's in like so. a college town in a very mm-hmm. sort of like lefty college um area ohio's very cool by the way if you've never been there like not all of ohio's very cool but there are cool little towns there in are. ohio yeah there are places i felt very at home in ohio yeah. actually well and we've talked in the on the other podcast on new jersey's the world about how ohio mm-hmm. is sort of the like midwest version of jersey yeah, it, it makes it sense feels that, like, like sister, sister if, states. Yeah, that if Van needed to get away from Jersey but still wanted to feel at home, I'm not surprised. No, that she ended up here. Yeah, um, she's rewinding a copy of Welcome to the Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Another Jersey film. So perfect. That's one that we should also watch. Um, I 
yeah that would be a great one we yeah. should start a little we should start a little list because oh, that was oh great <laughs> that was on um my vhs of the craft uh-huh. uh the trailers before it include welcome to the dollhouse and nice. foxfire nice um, and i will never ever forget that yeah so we should watch that at some point yep um she's rewinding it in a in a car shaped corvette shaped i think tape re- <laughs> uh, rewinder which is amazing great. Um, as another video store employee, I think that you you would probably agree with me that the sound of like the tape rewinder, that like oh clunk, and then the sound Absolutely. of the tape rewinding, so good. Yes, so, so good. good. Um, so we start to see a little bit that like because I think we've speculated like oh Van got away to a town. She's doing this. She's she's doing okay. Like I don't know why we thought this, but I think we all kind of assumed that Van was doing I better. We, I think we were projecting maybe we really wanted, yeah, we wanted like, somebody we, to be doing okay. Yeah, and Van who really has been suffering, yeah, um, in the woods in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, we just wanted her to be all right. Exactly. But she is getting ready for work, eating a really, a, <laughs> she's eating a donut really messily on the counter. <laughs> The crumbs really that, like, bothered me. Yeah, well, and it also could have clearly been sitting out. Yeah, like, it's just like a donut just, goes stale so get fast. Ants. That's also. Do you want ants? Because this is how we that's get how ants. you get ants. <laughs> um, but yeah, you like you said, we see the past due bills. She throws them out. All of these little clues that Van mm-hmm. is not, you know, on top of everything as we had right. hoped she would be. We also see Saturday Night Fever on the shelf. <laughs> I noticed that. And Alive. The movie uh, is in a stack. I, I missed Alive. Yeah, That's somebody caught funny. that. Um, also, Stepmom and the oh. Fisher King. Um, Man, how could you have a... Whatever. I know. We see two sort of like teen boys come in and they're like, whoa, mm. it is real. These are movies? It's like... Uh, These boxy things? Oh my god, I'm so old. Am, am I being... Uh, I don't know if naive is the word kids know even if they've never seen them they know what vhs like even Haven't if they've never seen watched those videos one. are of, they real though i think they are i think oh. like i don't know i think it's possible at uh, least if they they may know that they exist but not necessarily how they work yeah it's i know We're did old. you see a little life leave my eyes mm-hmm. like my soul is a little smaller now yeah I'm not one of those people who's in kids these days don't get it, but I couldn't. This, like, felt so fake to me, but I guess not. No, I don't think it is. Oh, but then we see someone who's clearly a regular customer come in to return Party Girl <laughs> and, and rave about Parker Posey. I love that she's clearly a younger queer woman than Van. She's like, Van is like her Her movie, guide. Her... <laughs> and she yeah. grabs a copy of Watermelon Woman for her, which is another film that I haven't seen and should have. I've heard only good things. Yeah, same. Um, it was released in 96, though, which mm. is interesting. Um, it is. Because it's, it's a movie that Van probably... really Yeah, it, it well, it wasn't actually released in the U.S. until 97, so Van would have missed its original release. It's interesting. Like, I think I would probably be obsessed with the media that came out in the year that I spent, the 19 months I spent in the woods. I think I would come home and just like consume everything i miss mm-hmm. so yeah um but then we see so she's talking to this customer as uh and then ty walks in 
Um, and we see just like two seconds more than we saw the first time we saw this scene, which is Ty just collapsing mm-hmm. as she walks in the door. So we're going to go through all of Van and Ty together, but this is like, that's the end of that scene. And then the next time we see them, Van is digitizing somebody's like wedding video. Mm-hmm. Um, She's got a little side hustle. Yeah. And Ty comes Going up behind there. her and kind of startles her. Um, this is a quick scene. It's about the nudie pen. <laughs> But we get a couple of reveals here. Like, you know, she's asking why she's there. It's been a very long time. So mm-hmm. we we are, you know, reminded that they haven't been in touch. Um, but she says, remember when we swapped one of those for the guest book pen at Shauna's wedding? Wedding. So they were there together at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and Van asks, Van says it's happening again, isn't it? And asks how bad it is. Um, and then the next time we see them, Van is um, saying she found that in your basement she ty tells van everything everything Mm -hmm. she's the only person that she that's why she went to her you know Mm -hmm. um van rightly suggests like have you gone to a sleep doctor yeah (laughs) but ty's like yeah what am i gonna say like ignore where i sacrificed my dog like well yeah and for a second i was like well you don't have to tell them that but ty doesn't know like all god forbid god forbid ty other Ty wakes up in the middle of a sleep study. <laughs> like Ty can't, yeah. Let that po- like the possibility of that just can't, yeah, can't happen. So I, because for a second I was like, Van's right. <laughs> like you, you don't have to tell your doctor. Listen to me. I'm like, you don't have to tell your doctor everything, but you don't. <laughs> but Ty can't promise that she's always in control. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Ty's problems are maybe a little beyond sleep medicine mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. Um. But Ty wants a shower. And so she goes, takes a shower, and then when she gets out, she's snooping in Van's medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. This is where she finds the bottle of Oxy um, and confronts her about it right away. Yeah. Again, another thing I was – I always say shows where, like, so often it's just, like, just lost is a great example. So many issues on that show could have been solved with people just talking to Having a to conversation. Yeah. yeah. And this show – for the most part, at least with the girls, like often does. Yeah, they just go right to it. Mm-hmm. We she, we see it a few times in this episode, and this is a great example of that. Yeah, but then we see Van says, "Oh no, you know, V is for Vicky. My mom got cancer and lived with me um, before she died, which is we later find out a lie, um, or at well, least not necessarily I, a lie, but she's uh, taking yeah, Oxy. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think Van is lying. I think that's probably true. We know that. Um, we know that Van and her mom had a vexed relationship. We we did get one scene of the two of them early on. I think that probably did happen. I also think Van is taking her mom's pills. So um, I was I was kind of thinking actually that the thing about the mom and the cancer is true, and then Van also has a prescription for oxy because I don't think that Van's mom died like yesterday. Well, okay, so. I just started to say one thing and I was thinking another and then I'm also revising that and I think you're probably right because what I actually thought was happening was Van probably wasn't taking the pills but Ty shows up and she's like well fuck it like back into this I'm gonna need a little reinforcement and she takes one of her mom's oxys but you're probably I think she's been taking them because for I was like thinking that it's a good sign of Ty and Van shouldn't be together because they make 
<laughs> choices like this and now Ty or Van is taking a pill that she shouldn't be taking but I think you're probably right I think they're hor- they're horrible for each other but I also right. think that Van has been taking oxy to cope um that's that's probably that's probably true yeah because she- <laughs> the reason I think that is because later on when Ty is sleeping she kind of desperately goes to the trash to get them out right and that is not like if you just took them for the first time in a long time, you're probably not digging them out of the trash immediately. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, like that's, you're probably that's sort right. of a that's a to me that felt like a withdrawal moment where like she hadn't taken it in a minute because Ty had been yeah. around and that's she needed probably... to grab them. Yeah, I think you're probably right. She does before that though have one of my favorite lines, and it's one where I was like, "This is a silly line for someone to say in a fight," and then I was like, "Oh right, this is a silly show." Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget it. I know where she's you're going. Like, she's like, um, "You uh, go all high fidelity on me. What's the deal? Whatever." And she's like, "Is that Seinfeld?" She's like, "I'm mixing my pop culture metaphors because I'm fucking upset." Yep. Yeah, she says you don't get to drop your high fidelity into my life. Yeah, so funny. I think it's interesting though. So we're we're kind of at the end of the Van and Ty bit, but then so when Van is grabbing the oxy from the trash, Bad Ty wakes up, grabs mm-hmm. her, kisses her, and then Van recognizes what's happening and says, "You're you're the other one, aren't you? What do you want?" And Ty says, "This isn't where we're supposed to be." But I think I know that I'm predictable at this point. Like I'm less interested in like the split in Ty than I am in what we're seeing of Van and Ty's sort of like relationship here. Like mm-hmm. Ty is being real fucking toxic and Van is calling yeah. her out on it. She's yeah. like, cause Ty's trying to be really like manipulative in this moment. Mm-hmm. And Van is like, don't try to make me ask you to stay. Like, right. And I always like, when you have those conversations with someone, those are always the things you wish you had in your, to been able to say in the moment, mm-hmm. like you're gaslighting me or whatever. Right. And she Van says it, but, but she's also like, don't do it because you know i'm gonna fucking do what you want anyway yeah it's not it's not her really like she's not like stand it's not the kind of standing up where she van is then making the choice that's best for van which would be like sorry ty you gotta go right (laughs) right Um, but she is at least saying saying don't bullshit me the thing that needs to be said yeah so that's it for the van and ty storyline i think that we're gonna see everybody is headed towards Lottie's cult eventually, including Van and Ty. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they just let that be. Other Ty knows where the cult. Well, we know she's got files on everybody. Yeah, right. She does. So she's, I assume. Although Misty, we'll get into. We'll get it, into it. Yeah, I would just be very interested to see how the show um, plays out. They're traveling there. If it's just going to be Van is always, you know, following other Ty into the wilderness or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk about Jeff, Shauna, and Callie next. Yes. Agreed. Um, a lot of, a lot of sort of silly moments here also. <laughs> They're in a bowling alley. Shout out to this band Necking. They're a Vancouver band. You and I talked, um, a little bit about how cool it would have been if they pulled in a Jersey Can you band. Can Asbury... like the Ergs or like yeah, the Screaming Females? Yeah. How cool would that um, have been? Could... Abs... Something needs, I just, Screaming Females is so perfect for this show. I know. I don't know how to make that happen. Fully agree. (laughs) It needs to happen. Um, The Callie's hanging out with uh, Matt slash Jay. Jay. God. Gross. Somebody called him Porn Stash as a a reference to Orange is the New Black. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, I could see that. The horrible 
yeah. character there. Well, it's just Jay, Jay, Matt, whatever is. He's so in love with being a cop. He knows that mustache makes him look like a cop, and that's why he has it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves it. He's so gross. Yeah, he's he's really starting. He's I was start I almost started to defend him because I was like, we find out that like he hasn't even kissed her, which I guess is good. For, I guess, but like you you can't. There's you are spending so much time with this teenage girl. You can't pretend it's not like, okay. He's totally playing uh, with her feelings. He this is not a sanctioned undercover whatever. No. Um, no, he's fucking their case up. I know. So then he does the. So she she's flirting with him. He's putting her off. Eventually, she bets that if she pulls a strike, he'll kiss her. He thinks she won't. She's scamming him, so she does. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes to kiss him, and he kind of pulls away. And this is when he does the the sort of, like, young man thing of, like, I've just mm-hmm. fucked things up before, and I want to do it right this time. And it's just such a little so cliche. It, he really makes my skin crawl. I know. And he leans into, like, what he knows that as a teenager, she... Yeah. will respond to mm-hmm. that like i really want to but i'm trying to do it right this time like that yeah he knows that a, a high school student will fall for that mm-hmm. but she's uh she's still shauna's daughter she i my god more and more we learn just how much she is shauna's daughter <laughs> yeah some something in this scene like pricks her uh suspicions mm-hmm. and we don't really know what it is but when the bartender brings over the tab and in a very jersey way like aggressively gives it to her and was like my shift's over and like walks yeah, away but the bar's open so yeah you could, yeah this is on you now yeah but she looks at the um she looks at the bill and finds out that his name actually starts with an m and immediately mm-hmm. googles him right smart girl yep finds out he's cop mm-hmm and you can see immediately she's like, oh, all right, what do I do now? Yeah. She turns that little speech on him. She's she's pretty good in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, and she says, you know, I, I was thinking about it and you're right. Uh, things are really fucked up at home. I found out who my dad, who I found out who my mom's been cheating on my dad with. And it's <laughs> his best friend. Randy Walsh. Randy just keeps getting pulled into this shit whether he wants to be or not. He just wants to get back with Tammy. Uh huh. That's her name, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but he bites. He doesn't realize that she's onto him, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit! All right, I gotta tell tell my boss this." Yep. He's disappointed though. He really wants to like yeah. nail them for Adam. Oh, absolutely. And then <laughs> Callie comes into the kitchen and is like, "Hey guys, so uh, got a little got a little problem." Something to tell but you. She does the thing we were just talking about where she tells them, though, right away what mm-hmm. happened, which yep. is great. Yep. And then she tells them what her solution was. This is such a good Jeff and Shauna moment. It was. And Shauna's wearing a Built to Spill t-shirt, which is like a fun little band yeah, reference Shauna's... slash spill reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was like, Shauna was cool before the woods ruined her. I know. So she's still holding on to her band t-shirts and... Yep. I think that's cool. I like it. I yep. like this scene a lot. And she, Callie says, promise you won't freak out. And Jeff says, sure. Even though he, and Sean is not, no. Yeah. <laughs> of course I'm not going to promise that. She also like very um, purposefully puts down the knife she's holding when she says that. <laughs> which I thought was fun. Um, but turns out 
you know, Callie's impromptu solution is, is Shauna's not unhappy about it. No. And Callie really breaks my heart here. She so badly wants their, specifically Shauna's, but their approval. She says, so did I, did I fix it? She's like, oh, this girl who we had little sympathy for early on, I've really like grown to care for, I think. And this confirms to me, like last week, I think we were talking about how we weren't sure if like... Callie's reaction to Shauna's confession was a little ambiguous. It was like mm-hmm. she looked fr- she looked afraid, she looked um horrified, mm-hmm. all of that. But and so for me I was like does this mean that she's going to um be afraid of her mom, turn against her mom, whatever? But no. She still just very much wants to be a part of the family and yeah. please her and help in any way she can. <sighs> so, she's in it now. They're they're yeah. they're a team. They're a team. Yeah. And Shauna immediately starts scheming about how to kind of make this, like, use this to their advantage. Yeah. And we get the comic relief again with Randy. So Shauna and Randy <laughs> set up a dupe uh, motel date mm-hmm. that Randy has no idea what he's doing there. He's just no. like, Jeff told me to come and not touch you. Just <laughs> a very loyal friend. I know. He is. He is. And it works. Kevin and, well, it kind of works. Kevin and the... It would have worked. It would have worked. <laughs> Fucking Randy. Um, Kevin and, and Jay slash Matter in the car. He tells Shauna... Randy tells Shauna about the FBI thing. Yeah. With Misty. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, <laughs> he said they asked where she was and if she was hanging out with some purple weirdos. Don't worry. I didn't mention the B-mail. Yeah. that That's... That's great. Um, and Shauna says, like, what did I tell you about using that word or keeping that word out of your mouth? But look, Randy didn't say it. He said B-mail. He was listening. He tried. Poor Randy. <sighs> um, My note for this scene just says, Randy, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I could have just written that. <laughs> um, so Shauna's plan clearly is to make it look like they had sex. They mess up the bed or she messes up the bed. She tells him to go jerk off into a condom, <laughs> um, which he's unable to do um right under pressure that's fair that's that's fair his his solution was not the best no especially because like i don't know randy sometimes it just doesn't happen that's okay yeah like you would have your dna still would have been on that condom like just be you know like if so i don't know yeah no he did not choose wisely here no threw the lotion in the condom and god said yeah there you go i can't believe he thought anyone we don't need to get so it's, it's not come on randog <laughs> randog randog oh so good he calls himself randog um but so then they leave and kevin is convinced jay is not or matt is not whatever the fuck his right. name is and so they go in and he's like trying to find evidence to disprove basically that they actually are having an affair Jay is so obsessed, or Matt, whatever, uh-huh. is so obsessed with playing the role of the cop that, like, he, there's, I don't know that there's anything they could have done that would have convinced him to just drive off. So they really needed this to, like, be well orchestrated for yeah it to work. And it, yeah. Yeah. He goes in without a warrant, mm-hmm. right? Finds- Which Kevin addresses. Mm-hmm. Finds the condom and smells it. I, I know that he smelled it because it so clearly looked like lotion in the condom. Yeah. But it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, we don't but, need to go why, into why. Yeah. But it just like. Why? 
you could have just said, pretty sure this is lotion. Yeah. <laughs> but you needed the bit with the, also the strawberries. strawberries. Is a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He says, the excuse is loose, baby. You've been <laughs> oh, made. God. Such a dork. He's so stupid. But also. But also he, not. He's right. <laughs> but you can't do anything with that. You can't. I know. Bring that. Like, you're screwed now. Yeah. No, I know. But, you know, he Unless, does convince Kevin that he's right. And yeah, because he is. He but is it's right. Like, well, now I guess they have to put it back and pretend like they didn't break in but and find some sort of probable cause to then. Yeah, they're going to have to which, use it to, like, fuel I, 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 the investigation. I guess probable cause might just be that they saw. But can they even say that they were following... There's just no way. There's no way for them to do this above board because to say that they knew that knew that Shauna or had were speculating that Shauna was having an affair with Randy, Jay would have to admit that he's been talking to Callie, which is there's just nothing. They've got they have all this information and can't do anything with it at this point. I am so. not a law expert, nor am I a scientist. <laughs> it just doesn't seem they, we know they can't use this, but I think the thing that in that moment that's moving the plot forward is just that now Kevin actually realizes that Shauna's fully trying to dupe them right? and right. is going to go after her even more. Mm-hmm. So I guess now we're on Misty and Walter. Yep. And then Nat and Lottie. Misty and Walter are on their adventure together. In my brain, they are Kermit and Fozzie. In, <laughs> I think it's Muppets Take the Muppet Movie or Muppets Take Manhattan. Muppet Movie is the uh, is the road trip one. Yeah, um, with moving right along playing. They're moving right along. Uh-huh. Um, but staying alive is That's on the radio. So funny. <laughs> Which is obviously now we know kind of a traumatic song for her. Yeah, what a fun little because obviously we get we hear staying alive um, before before mm-hmm. we get the ninety six scene obviously. Um, this whole car scene now, knowing that she and Crystal bonded over sharing secrets yeah. and, and being able to be honest with each other. And that was a whole thing. And, and show then, tunes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then Walter tries to connect with her the same way. And Misty, Misty, now we know, kind of understandably shuts him down. Like, yeah. Uh, but he's so insistent. <laughs> I know. He's like, he, he insists on playing two truths and a lie. Um, with his own rules where he just tells all truths well because the only there's only ever one rule jody and it's to win correct correct um his little his little facts about himself that we learn do we like we we have talked a lot about what walter's whole deal is i think he's telling i think these facts are actually all true even if he's not revealing the whole truth of his whole shit totally I think, you know, the the times they spend together in this episode, I feel like Walter's kind of into the fact that he thinks she's a serial killer and he's oh, kind of like, absolutely. you know, that's why he wants to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but he thinks she's charming and impulsive and those are compliments yeah. coming from him. But we get only two of Misty's um, two truths and a lie, which are that she doesn't like monkeys, <laughs> and they're asking the wrong questions about the moon landing. <laughs> which I want to know so what the right questions are. Well, that's the thing is that like 
this she's not necessarily saying because the she's, questions yeah. about the moon landing or whether or not it's it was real right yeah or fake which is a ridiculous question in the first place yes. misty however is saying there's something <laughs> what are the entirely. other questions i need to know but so they spot the gate with the b on it mm-hmm. whippy yui and uh, is it a b or is it a straight up yellow jacket on that gate? oh i think it's a straight up yellow jacket what a i know okay yeah she had to hire somebody to do that mm-hmm. it's also so is it not camp green pine like i think so i think it's um it is camp green pine but because like, i thought she had rented that place out i know <laughs> like, i know apparently not yeah I so think you don't get to change the sign no <laughs> it was probably camp. like an old summer camp that they mm-hmm. took over that's the dream i know isn't it <laughs> but they got a zip line in there somewhere uh, boating yeah right riflery horseback riding i want to go Hell back yeah. to camp so they they turn around and then we don't see them like ring the bell or anything we just see someone come and get nat and say someone's here to see you and she comes down to the gate um she is she's like what the fuck are you doing here and misty looks kind of stunned but she basically is like why are you here Misty says, oh, thank God you're safe. She's here to rescue her. Mm-hmm. And we get another funny, like, well, we get the Lottie that was in the mental hospital in Switzerland Lottie moment. Right, which confirms that she, like, th- this is th- the first time Misty finds out that this cult is Lottie's cult. Yep. Or that Lottie even has a cult. Yeah, totally. And then she also, Nat says, like, she's helping her reflect or whatever. And you're <laughs> whatever. interfering. You and your hearty boy can go home. Uh-huh. Your hearty boy. I know. <laughs> she says, I don't need you getting in my way. It's such a good... This is reminds me so much of the scene with Shauna talking to Callie, because she's like, you were kidnapped, right? And it's like, no. Well, yes, yeah. technically, but it's, it's no big deal. Yeah. No, it totally reminded me of that, too. It's like, these girls are so wrapped up in their own yeah. shit that it's it's just so... She's already forgotten that she was kidnapped. She's on to her like, <laughs> plan to expose Lottie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but they just say nope go home misty mm. and so then we see misty and walter in the car and she looks really like just stunned and not sure what to yeah. do she's like making up excuses for why nat treated her that way she's been rejected well, and she says like she's really confused about how she missed lottie's cult and she's kind of right it is like yeah lottie is not being super secretive like this this cult sells honey at the farmer's market every week yeah like i don't it is strange that misty of all people missed this totally yeah and like you know they call her charlotte but like i mean it doesn't make any sense to me either that misty did not know about this Mm -hmm. with all of her research right but this is where we see the turn with walter so like He's trying to affirm her, right? Mm-hmm. He's being like, oh, you can move on now. Like, And then he admits that he knows that uh, she lied about Adam's mom. Right. Which is exactly what you said. Like, that was... A dumb lie. A really... Yeah. She Misty thinks she's the, like, the, the like, brilliant mind mm-hmm. here. Like, she, she underestimated Walter, for sure. Well, and that's kind of... You see all this stuff go across her face in this scene. She's mm-hmm. like she's seeing how walter sees her right right yeah. and she is so so taken aback by it he 
thinks that she killed Adam. He thinks she's probably a serial killer. He's pretty cool with that. <laughs> and she's she, just she says, like, you think I'm capable of that? And he's like, yeah, of course. You're yeah. charming and impulsive. It's your common trait serial killers, but you pull it off. Just, just like, oh, it's so like <sighs> fucked up and sweet. I know. <laughs> but she doesn't want to see herself that way. Yeah. You know, she doesn't yeah. want to see herself as Walter sees her. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to see that Nat doesn't want her around. Right. You know? And so she gets really upset and she just, you know, says, whatever this is, this is over. And yeah, takes her back. You and me, whatever this is, this is over. Which is like she'd been playing it kind of playing kind of like uh clueless about his feeling, whatever. But here she at the very least admits that there was whatever it is, there was like something happening with the two of them. Yeah, even if it's just their like detective friendship right her hardy boy yeah uh walter's not leaving though right no he's got to come back (laughs) he's coming back he's coming back yeah um but he drives away and leaves her there i noted that she did not admit to anything to him Mm -hmm. she did not confirm any of his suspicions no no so and he's only half right she didn't kill him right right she just knew what to do with his body And so at the very, very end, Misty rings the bell at night and is like, oh, thank God, I want to join. I want to join. Which is only, they're only going to fall for that for the 30 seconds or for however long the walk is from the gate to the camp because Lottie and Nat. Right. But but fine, that'll get her on the other side. And we know how relentless she is. She's not going anywhere once they let her in. No. And the, I want to join. That's like Misty's whole MO for yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that like there's a universe where misty would have joined lottie's present day 2023 cold if she'd known about it yeah on purpose so yeah no she just wants to be a part of it Mm -hmm. so i guess finally we get to nat and lottie yeah i week by week i am just enjoying juliette lewis so so much i know i know she's so fantastic i love her in this the first thing i wrote down she's partly changed her clothes yeah she's still wearing the leather pants uh-huh. She hasn't gotten rid of the pants, but she but changed she's wearing the top. A purple shirt. Yep. 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 And she's I mean, wearing that cover up, like a uh, sweater yeah. thing. Yeah. She's absolutely just trying to get Lottie off her off her scent a little bit. I think this isn't we're not uh, up well, up until the end of this episode, we're not supposed to think that she's this isn't communicating that she's bought into Lottie's bullshit no. at all. Mm-mm. Um at, at all yet. Nope. And we get sort of this comedy of errors of her trying to sneak into Lottie's <laughs> apartment or uh-huh. cabin. She keeps getting hijacked by people yeah. trying to get her to yeah. go to this workshop with her or, you know, when when Misty shows up. Mm-hmm. But we get a good scene with Lisa and Nat before mm-hmm. before that um, where we Lisa is a good little Lottie acolyte and is just spouting what Lottie has told her because they're staring at each other. She says, like, you you know, you're supposed to be projecting your own negative thoughts on me. Giving voice to our darkest thoughts is how we gain access to our deepest truths. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. Yeah. And then Nat notices the bandage on Lottie's hand mm-hmm. and is like, oh, what's oh. that from? Right. And she knows. I mean, Nat knows. Of course Nat knows. Yeah. <laughs> but she says, before we go into the black recesses of my soul, I need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's, I have been interested by until the end of of their little story why lottie hasn't been keeping closer tabs on that um why she wasn't being more protective of what she's got locked away in that cabinet and uh, we we find out pretty quickly yeah that Um, it doesn't really matter yeah 
Yeah, because the next time we see Nat after seeing Misty with her is when she finally does get into Lottie's cabin. At, at, and it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. She unlocks the cabinet and finds a rifle. <laughs> it's Chekhov's gun. <laughs> there it is. It's an actual gun. Uh-huh. And a bunch of phones and then a bunch of financial files of all of the cult members. Right. Which Nat obviously has not been paying attention, like doesn't listen to podcasts about cults the way and as obsessively as I do. Because of <laughs> course, of course Lottie has all of their information. Yeah. Yeah. But Nat is scandalized. Yeah. And she tries to confront her about it in front of everyone. And Nat, Lottie's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they, all... they're the ones who gave me this information. Yeah. But it does say something about, like, why Lottie had Travis's bank records. If that's a practice. If Travis was, like, actually at the cult to try to figure shit out. But, yeah, she has lots of people's bank records, it seems mm-hmm. like. It seems yep. like a normal thing for her. So she finds she confronts her about the files. And then they have this weird confrontation. Everybody leaves except the two of them. And Lottie said that, you know, what you're looking for is in your head. And they start talking about the note again and how... They both want to know what it means. And Lottie's like, I think I know how we can figure it out. You really see, I mean, we've seen Lottie lose it, but this is the first time we've seen her lose it in front of anybody else in the present day. Like we, we knew she was struggling. She's with the bees, hallucination and all of that. But she and Nat both, you know, Josh talked about this last week, the two of them being drawn Mm -hmm. closer and closer, inch by inch together. And this scene is so, um, obviously where the two of them were headed and it's like for me it was like kind of really hard to watch the two of them both kind of come apart over this together i don't i don't know it's yeah yeah lottie's doing some sort of is it hypnosis i don't i don't know some technique with a flashlight probably i think it's yeah it's because she says it's a technique i learned while i was away Uh i think she says which which was when she was at the mental institution in switzerland which Um, if they're doing hypnosis in a mental institution i'm not so sure about their qualifications maybe that's why it was switzerland we're supposed to think they're doing all kinds of weird loosey-goosey stuff out there i don't know but so she brings nat back to the last time she saw travis alive and says like what do you see and we see some flashes of the two of them together doing drugs they're having the relationship that we knew was kind of their whole thing yeah um but then she says i see the crash site but it's different and we get some flashes yeah um none of them made it yeah and a lot even says none of us but then she also says we weren't alone out there right and that's when we see which we've seen before this this antler queen basically Mm -hmm. like shadow yeah walk in I think that's the end of her, like, actual, what we see of her hallucination, right? Well, no, we see um, when she OD'd. Oh, right, 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 of course. Yeah. yeah. So we see we see her. I guess her hallucination within the hallucination. Right, that's right. the last we see of, like, the plane crash yeah. and all. Yeah, because we're seeing what we assume are memories kind of interspersed with this hallucination of the plane crash where they actually all died. Right. Um, but we see that she did OD in Travis's presence, and that may be what that moment maybe what drove him to seek out Lottie because she, so they call the paramedics, they give her Narcan. And when she wakes up, she says to Travis, we brought it back with us. There's, and then she says the same thing to Lottie. She said, she says there was some darkness out there with us or in us. Mm-hmm. It still is. I love how even in that moment, they're like, we're going to leave both options yeah, open. Exactly. Yep. Um, but that's what they say. That's what 
um, Nat was right about, that they brought the darkness back with them. Mm-hmm. Which they could be wrong that that's what Travis meant. That's just what mm-hmm. Nat thinks he was referring to. And it's her recalling a moment of a hallucination that we can't trust. I mean, there's so many levels of ways like to, that what's really going on there is could be being obfuscated. You mm-hmm. know, it's like memories of memories brought on by hypnosis by someone who isn't qualified. And I don't know. I, I know there are whatever. We, we don't need to get into the like whether hypnosis is or isn't effective. But like there's just a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're supposed to think or believe. Um, but then we see that shadow. Yeah. In yeah. the. Oh. Nat kind of like falls forward into Lottie's uh, lap and we we see um, it's young mm-hmm. young Nat at that point. Yeah, she turns kind back of like her childhood, her teen self. Yeah, exactly. And then Lottie sees the shadow of the antlers and looks fully fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because she, I mean, we know Lottie's hallucinating, so mm-hmm. I think I, I, I've seen a little bit, like I said, I try to stay away from, from Reddit and, and all, but I've seen, uh, it seems like, and you can correct me if uh, this isn't the conversation that's being had, but some people are looking at, looking at that as confirmation of the supernatural occurring in the show now. I think there's a few things that happened this episode that are serving as that for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, that part. And also, um, I think when Shauna and Ty are in the woods and they're kind of calling them back right, from the right. house. I think it's both of those. Gotcha. That makes sense. But that's it. So, but I think it's interesting to realize, like, that's the last we see of this timeline, but the episode actually ends on Shauna in labor. Right. And that leads right. us to what's what's going to be next episode. The birth. Yikes. I am, I don't know. I want to spend just another second with that scene. <sighs> I don't, I'm not sure what the show wants us to be speculating about with that, with what Nat saw, her hallucination of the crash with everybody not making it. Because is it that they wouldn't, is is the implication that they wouldn't have made it if not for? I don't know. That... I, so I, <laughs> I don't like to criticize this show. You know that. <laughs> I am least invested in this part of the story. I'm least I still in- like it. I don't care. I like what it, it ends too, but I'm just least invested. Either way, no, no, no. But I'm not like least invested in 2021 generally. I am least invested in Travis as a fulcrum for Nat and Lottie in the present. I kind of uh-huh, don't care makes- what Travis meant. I know that it like it probably means something. It's probably important, but like we've danced around that whole Nat Travis's death mm-hmm. Lottie part enough that I have lost a little bit of momentum for trying to figure it out. I could see that. Um, yeah, I get that. So, um, I'm just I'm more curious about what what they wanted us to walk away with from specifically. And I know that this is leaning into trying to figure out the supernatural of it, and that's not really what I'm trying to do. It's more of like the show, the writers, the like creators of the show's intention with including that scene that yeah. that specific moment just yeah. that weird hallucination flashback thing and i'm not sure yeah so, no i'm not know. either you know like what's the point of showing um like the what if they all died yeah i i did see i gotta stop reading reddit because it influences everything <laughs> i think 
But I did see someone say like it could be a nod to Lost in a like hey, we're not in, we're not going there, guys. Right? It's not. I, though, they weren't dead the whole time. They weren't dead. The I know. Whole I know. Time. I knew I shouldn't have mentioned Lost. <laughs> I knew I it shouldn't have mentioned Lost. Purgatory. I know it wasn't, it wasn't Purgatory. Uh, or if it was, it wasn't until much much later. I know. <sighs> but anyway, but it would be funny if that was like uh, a little nod to Lost. Uh huh. So next, it does oh. this like I just the show. This is the one thing with the show that drives me a little. Maybe not the show. It's that the people who are thinking of things like oh, alternate timelines and all. I I almost can't blame them at this point. No, because I know. That, well, with another show, that's exactly what that would be. And the creators <laughs> are leaning into the ambiguity completely, mm-hmm. and so I think that everybody's take has some legitimacy, hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. But next week. Not next week. In two weeks, yeah. we are going to get Shauna in labor, mm-hmm. adult Misty at the cult, <laughs> um, Shauna at the police station, right? Because t- yeah, uh, the- Ty calls Jeff and he's like, she's in the bathroom. And then we see her mm-hmm. at the police station. And then somehow they all end up at the compound. Right. And so that's sort of our, our what's next. I'm so excited to have everybody together. I love the show so much when we get the, the interactions in 2023 I know. together. Yeah. I know. It's been I kind of wait. sad having them separated mm-hmm. um, during this time, even though I think it's given opportunities for other fun connections yeah. between people. So should we talk about what we think is going to happen with the baby? Yeah. I think now's the time. I think so too. What's your theory? I don't know that this is a show that will kill a living baby. Mm. I do think this is a show where maybe the baby is never born. I'm starting to think that maybe that's actually what happens. Meaning? Um, some sort of so stillbirth. So baby is stillborn? Okay. Or something like, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happens from that point. I just... I, I'm less and less of the mind that there is a baby on this show at all <laughs> like um a living baby for any period of time i um, have a i have a pet theory that i don't think is actually the case but i'm fascinated by which, which is, is the the hysterical pregnancy that's the one that's like uh, she's not actually pregnant but the body right. is acting like she's pregnant um and then when she goes into labor there's no baby there's no baby at, at all. all does are they I know that the show can do anything, and I and I think you're right that that probably isn't the case. But I don't think it's in likely. Real in in real life, do hysterical pregnancies come to term that way? I believe they can. Yes, false pregnancy is characteristic characterized by the typical pregnancy symptoms, including waking, growing belly, morning sickness, irritability, and backache. All the signs of being pregnant without carrying an actual baby. Because um, those are also signs of like. PMS, you know what I mean. So I just wonder, like, I, I know it's not the same thing. I'm not saying that, but I'm like, does it get past? Like, can you have a nine month pregnant looking belly with hysterical I, pregnancy? Somebody said you could, and I don't know who they who it was or if they had any actual knowledge. Right. So this is why I say it's a pet theory that I don't think is actually the case, but would be super interesting. Yeah, because how of would the they unreliable narrator factor and like how would they explain it? Whoa. In extreme cases, the belly grows. Okay, this is bellybelly.com, so 
I don't as as someone who used to teach um, uh, methods for evaluating sources. I'm not saying this passes the test over here, mm-hmm. but but just for fun, we're just a podcast. Um, in extreme cases, the belly grows larger as it would if the pregnancy were progressing and there was a baby. Some women even experience the popping out of the belly button as the belly grows, which doesn't happen until way late in pregnancy. You have to have a very pregnant belly for that to be the case. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm on WebMD, which as we know is is knows everything Uh Um, and here it says um, these symptoms can last for a few weeks for nine months or even several years a very small percentage of patients with false pregnancy will arrive at a doctor's office or hospital with what feels like labor pains okay so wow 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 wow. unlikely Uh, but would be kind of cool but interesting Interesting. yeah maybe because well here's the thing is that it's unlikely but not impossible because what would that do for this show for them to lean into and then to be like okay shauna brought something into this world into the wilderness it wasn't a baby what was it i could see lottie being like oh i was right i said we were excited to welcome him it wasn't a baby it was an unseen presence i don't think it's that now that i know this i don't think that's that i think it's unlikely but i don't think it's impossible now yeah i mean i don't think it's which impossible. i thought coming into this <laughs> i was like now well and it can be caused by trauma right which you know well and especially if you think about the guilt of it being jeff's baby of i slept with jack mm-hmm. and she thought she was pregnant before um before jackie died obviously now i'm already talking as if it's a false pregnancy um but you know so it's not that jackie's death but the crash being so scared and out in the wilderness and oh my god what if i'm pregnant Mm -hmm. well i kind of hope now now i want this to be the case i don't think it is but i would love for it to be yeah that's cool so that's my pet theory um i'm not the only person who's come up with that but but that also um conflates um darkness in us or out there Mm -hmm. because it's like if shauna isn't pregnant and has something like if if this if this were where the show were to go you know and then has a delivery though she doesn't deliver a baby then it's like okay and then things get much worse then it's like, was the darkness made manifest in Shauna? Was the darkness part of Shauna that she, that, you know, like it really, yeah, I don't know, Jody. that's kind of cool. I don't, I, I think that it's probably too far, but then again, like, so is Lottie st- stealing a baby and sacrificing it to a tree altar. So right. yeah, let's Occam's razor <laughs> this. Right. What happens? Do we think? Yeah. I mean, I think the most likely thing is the baby is stillborn. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. They have to bury it. And that's it. Right. And then it becomes how they deal with the loss of hope, the loss of this symbol for them. I think that's the most likely scenario. The baby is stillborn. They bury it. Maybe there's some fight about like how to treat the, you know, the meaning of that situation, mm-hmm. how to understand what happened. But right. I think that's to me the most obvious situation, but I don't know. We gotta wait two weeks to find out. Yeah. Now, do we want to play a little bit in the space of the least likely? <laughs> what the Jersey Devil? The Jersey. 
I do think we need to briefly at least mention the Jersey Devil and explain, because for people that aren't from Jersey that may not be familiar with, that may think we're talking about a hockey team. Um, yeah. They, I, Andrea has previously researched this for another podcast, and so I'm going to let her explain the Jersey Devil a little bit. But it keeps coming to my mind because it is about, like, basically giving birth to, like, a demon. Well, and it's about, so... The Jersey Devil, if you know, the Jersey Devil is is our cryptid. Um, and if you know, if you're not from Jersey, what you might know about the Jersey Devil is something like our team, our hockey team is the Jersey Devils, who sort of like present the, it as a little devil with like horns and a yeah. pitchfork kind of devil, which is not our devil. Um, the story of the Jersey Devil is there's a real family in New Jersey, the Leeds family, mm-hmm. um, and. This story's gotten tied to them. And there's, like, I could go on forever and ever about it, and I won't for our purposes. Though, if you want to learn a little bit about it, we've talked about it on an episode of South Jersey is also the world overall. New Jersey is the world. I'll share a link. Um, but but there's all kinds of cool, like, the space I want to play in for this is not based in the historical fact of the Jersey Devil. Um, because there's... Um, some like family drama and like land use stuff that kind of ties <laughs> right. into it, which is all also really interesting. Um, I mean, but for Ty, our was purposes, land, Ty was a land use lawyer. We don't talk about that enough. It is so interesting it that is. that's the kind of law she practices. I, know. I don't think that that was um, an accident. I think at the end of season two, um, while we're deciding what to pick up with, we're, we'll definitely have to do a couple episodes of us just diving into things like mm. the stuff we didn't have time for in our, our regular episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but but so Mother Leeds had 12 children. She They were an impoverished family. She didn't have a great husband. She had a terrible childbirth with this 13th child who and this is where, uh, you know, thinking in terms of these girls from Jersey out in the wilderness in a cabin. This is where it gets interesting. Um, so this like put upon woman who is struggling with childbirth uh, as she's giving birth to him. She says, Oh God, let this one be a devil. Um, and the baby is born healthy and then very quickly uh, morphs like changes mm-hmm. into the Jersey devil um, and depictions of the Jersey devil. Uh, it's like a horse head. I'll, uh, I'll drop some links. He's like a, got like a, a horse head, big leathery wings, a scary tail. He kind of, he walks kind of like a kangaroo, uh is pretty horrific looking but in a kind of endearing way i think um well in the in the representation we see of him most often which is also the one that i made the rug of he's uh, kind of smiling yeah but he has a forked tail he has cloven hooves Mm -hmm. it has been reported that it moves quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched blood-curdling scream yeah i will say also again this is a wikipedia reference not anything that i've done through like a deep dive but it does say medical sociologist Robert E. Bartholomew and author Peter Hassel cite the infamous 1909 series of sightings of the Jersey Devil and the subsequent mm-hmm. public panic as a classic example of mass hysteria right. begun by a regional urban legend. Yeah. Yeah. So there are there are like newspaper. I have them, of course, in a file uh, newspaper clippings of people like thinking they really saw the, the Jersey Devil. So I don't know that I think the showrunners want us to think that she's going to give birth to the jersey devil i'm pretty sure that's not what's happening (laughs) but i do think the you know women uh and again with rosemary's baby we're going to see too being tied to like 
their childbirth being tied to like darkness and like um and being responsible for the creation of for putting something evil into the world there's like a real historical basis for not mm. <laughs> there's not a real historical basis for it in new jersey i don't a mean mythical that. yeah historical but basis it's, but it's really hard to be a woman from Jersey who is as obsessed with the Jersey devil as I am. He's, you know, we we love our cryptids lately in general. It seems like like Mothman is getting a lot of play. Jersey devil still. I know. There still isn't not getting a good... the respect he deserves. Oh, you know and what, they're... though? We should shout out here Sarah Benincasa's short story, uh, It Worked for Jonah, which is partially which... inspired by the Jersey devil story. Yeah. And it's it's from the point of view of a, a Jersey devil. Yeah, and it's it great. Is... It's so, and it's uh, about therapy and family trauma. It's so good. And it is, it's such a beautiful story and funny and like dark and weird. And and really, if you like Yellow Jackets, you should just read. I'll link to it. It's, it's really so fantastic. Yeah. Um, I just, the reason I wanted to bring it up was also just because Ashley and Bart are from central Jersey or Mm -hmm. near the shore. There's mm-hmm. no way in hell they don't know about the Jersey Devil. Yeah, it's not possible. Not. No, everybody that grows up there knows about it at least to some extent. So, even if it's not directly related to the story, it's somewhere swimming in the soup of the their reference brain. Yeah, you know, of a of a haunted like child being born out in the wilderness yeah. to a mother who is not excited about its coming and that has taken on a kind of. Uh, yeah mythological yeah yeah and the pine barrens as a part of new jersey that is notoriously like quote-unquote mysterious even though Mm -hmm. there's a lot of sort of like eugenic and racist shit that went into the description of it in that way but like the pine barrens as a very very dense unknowable yeah easy to get lost in forever kind of area of new jersey and the thing about the pine barrens too that like you said, the the idea the people, the, the people who like live lived whatever made a life in the Pine Barrens as being sort of like ostracized and othered and and all of that is very real mm-hmm. and is a problem. The other thing about the Pine Barrens though is they are there. It's a unique ecosystem in all the world. There is there are other ba- like Pine Barren like areas up the East Coast, but for the Pine Barrens in New Jersey as they are, there's literally nowhere else like it it is totally unique there are experiences you just can't have anywhere else just on like a scientific level (laughs) like so that parallel of these girls being in like it's not that it's it is it's interesting they had to leave new jersey to have this experience when they kind of didn't leave new jersey exactly gotten lost there is that everything i think so i think we gotta wrap wrap it up yeah i think we gotta wrap it up it's been a long one Thanks for sticking with us, folks. Yeah. And so next week, like we said, we're going to be watching Rosemary's Baby um, and talking about it on the podcast as a sort of primer for what's about to happen. I also just want to shout out Melanie Linsky on Les Culturistas. Great interview with her. If you want to love her even more than you already do, <laughs> listen to that. Impossible. I know. Very, very difficult to like her even more than we already do. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, follow us. At Watchers Pod and Jay on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yes, please tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Thank you so much, to folks who've been listening. If you listened last week because you were um, a fan of Josh and you're back because you're a fan of Josh Gondelman and you're back this week, thank you so much for sticking around. Leave a rating 
Oh, leave yeah. a review. Like, subscribe, shout us rate, out. review, shout us out, tell your friends. Yeah. Um, it means so, so, so much. It is so, so, so helpful. Yeah. We're just over here nerding out about a, a fun TV show. Mm-hmm. Send more people to yeah. come hang out with us. Yeah, we'd love that. Shoot us an email if you've got theories. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram if you've got theories. We want to hear from you. Do we have an email address? Um, yeah. Uh, WatchersPodNJ at gmail.com. Nice. That makes sense. That's it. Yeah. Cool. We will see you all next week. Yes. Not in the woods. Somewhere else. Not in the woods. Is it New England? Is that where this movie's set? In my head, it's like. Oh. Hold on. Is it like very definitely New York and I have no idea? No. I think it's. I need to know. Yep, Manhattan. Oh. So, maybe watch this movie be very different from what I think. I'm excited. We'll find out. I'm excited. The film deals with themes related to paranoia, women's liberation, Christianity, and the occult. There we go. Come on now. Come hang out with us and talk about it. Hell yeah. All right. We'll see See you next week. week.